we want to live in the moment, we need to be grateful for certain things. And nothing can bring us back into the moment and out of a funk more than gratitude. And this is about more than just giving gratitude lip service, which is maybe a lot of what we hear today. Well, I'm grateful for sleeping in my bed. I'm grateful for my family. You know, that's just giving it lip service and trying to think through words that want to come out of our mouths. But true gratitude comes from this idea that not only do we say it, not only do we verbalize what we're grateful for, but we sit with that moment for 15 to 20 seconds. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Flow Over Fear podcast, where it is our mission to help you to rise above fear and realize your ultimate potential in leadership and life. I'm your host, Adam Hill, and it is my goal to share with you the human side of high performance. My guests share their experience with fear, anxiety, struggle, challenge, and most importantly, despite all of it, how they rose above it to achieve incredible results. So if you're ready to rise up, let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Flow Over Fear and this episode of Three Things. And today I want to talk about how to make every moment shine how to live obsessively in the present, in the present moment. You know, we hear a lot about the idea, and I think we intuitively know that living in the now, this is where life is, this is where we are, and this is where beauty exists. You know, in the present moment, there really isn't anxiety, there isn't fear, there isn't, there isn't uh, uh, anticipation, there's just living in the now. And one of the things that gets us caught in our own minds, gets us feeling afraid, feeling anxious, feeling depressed, is when we're thinking about anything outside of the present moment, thinking about the future too much, or thinking about the past and things we can't change. You know, it's often said in the rooms of sobriety that if you have one foot in the past and one foot in the future, well, you're pissing on the present. And at times that's true, I think. And uh, you know, there, there's a time and place. Of course, there is a, definitely a time and place to think about the past and to think about the future. I mean, I have a vision reflection retreat and exercise that does just that. It focuses on the winds of the past and how you can do that. If you can do that intentionally, you could set points of reference for what you can achieve in the future. And by looking and visualizing in the future, the thing that you want to be and what you want to achieve that can help you to bring you closer to that. But for the vast majority of the time that we're spending in the future and the past is often not doing that in a healthy way. A lot of times it's saying, oh man, I wish I was here or I need to get here or I need to do this. I need to, I have to, I have to, I have to. And we stack on top of each other all of these have tos, have tos, need tos that we overwhelm ourselves. And then we get anxious about it. We get anxious about what we need to do to get to that point in time in the future. Or we get depressed about what we did or what we said or what we, what we feel shame about in the past that we can't now change, but instead we can learn from. Instead of, you know, instead of looking at those as learning experiences on how to improve, we maybe look at them as shameful experiences and, or, or things that we should have done or missed opportunities or regrets or resentments and it makes us depressed. And living on those two sides of the coin, we neglect to see the beauty of the present moment. You know, I woke up this morning, you know, and I wake up every morning with some sense of anxiety, like I have to, I should, I should, you know, those kinds of things, those kinds of things going through my mind. And 
you know, I work on that every day in, in the morning. And one of the first things that I do is I just look outside at the beautiful morning that exists. If the sun is shining, even if it's raining, I just think of the very present moment. I try and put myself in the immediate present. When I grew up, I played the cello um, growing up. Uh, I started playing when I was probably about eight or nine years old, and I was pretty terrible about, terrible at it. Uh, for a very long time, I you know, mostly sat in the last chair, uh, shadow bowing my way to quiet glory. And, uh, and, you know, I didn't, didn't really apply myself very well in those, in those times and, you know, just didn't really put a lot of effort into it, but something lit a fire under my butt when I was a freshman in high school. I, I remember seeing the first chair cellist in our high school orchestra and how great he was, how amazing he was. He was, he was part of the all national, uh, uh, orchestra, which was like the pre- like the, like the premier orchestra, youth orchestra in the United States. And I think he was going to go to Berkeley or something like that and study music. And he was just incredible. And I was so fascinated by what he was playing. And it made me, it was one of those first experiences that made me aspire to do something better. And so my goal that year was to move up from that first chair and actually start to get good at the cello. And I I did. I worked really hard over that summer between my freshman and sophomore year, I got a new music teacher, one of the best music teachers in, in, uh, in the United States. Her name was Joanne Lundy. And, and she was an amazing cello teacher. And I ended up getting up to first chair the very next year, my sophomore year, and, um, and you know, becoming president of the orchestra, making it to Allstate, doing all these great, great things with cello, even getting a scholarship to the University of California in Santa Barbara. And uh, and, but, you know, there, there was this, there was this moment that I had that was a very, very important life lesson. Joanne Lundy taught me a ton of life lessons, beautiful life lessons in her own eccentric way about, you, you know, relative to music, but that, that applied to life. And one of them was this, I mean, there, there you know, she, she gave me the foundational tools on how to really master anything. You know, with the, the idea of consistency and discipline and, and those kinds of things not only led to mastery of the, of the cello as an instrument, but it can lead to mastery in triathlon and in other musical instruments and in business and in, in health and all of these things. And I've applied that lesson to anything. And, and one of those lessons was she, she, she told me, here's a, here's a piece. This is called the Sesson Cello Concerto. It, uh, and it's you know one of the more difficult pieces for uh, high school cellists to learn, and I'm, you're going to learn it. And I want you to take each passage. She basically took every line of the music. She said, "I want you to play each passage ten times through every day uh, for the next ten days." And I said, "Okay, got it." And I um, for that whole week, and so that that was the consistency and discipline part of it. Like you know, really mastering anything just takes repetition. And consistency, but I missed a certain part of it that was that uh, um, which which is a lesson that I would learn later because I went home and I practiced each of those sections ten times through. I did it with discipline. I I was consistent with it every single day. Practiced for two hours a day. Got back for the next week. Played through the passage, and I thought I nailed it. And she said, "No, that was terrible. That sounded terrible." 
And I said, why? You know, I, I practiced. I did exactly what you said. And she said, well, because you're playing each note as if you're, as if you're aggressively trying to get to the next note. You're playing each note as if you're trying to, trying to rush to the very next note to just demonstrate that you can play it. What I want you to do is play it and let every single note shine. Let every note be the star. Let every note demonstrate itself for the beauty that it exists in it. So when you take this home and you practice it 10 times through every single day, you play each note with intention to let that note be the star of the moment. Let each note shine. And that in and of itself was a very powerful piece. That was the missing piece to that mastery element of how I was going to master the cello. It wasn't just about discipline and consistency, but being absolutely present in that moment. Just like the note needed to shine, every single moment of our lives needs to shine. So we let every moment shine. We, we get intentional about living in that moment. And so I went back and I, I played every, every note as if each note lived in its own infinite universe. The beauty of the piece exponentially changed. It made it so that it wasn't just a well-played technical piece, but it was a beautiful piece of music that existed in every moment because every note shined. How can we apply that to our lives? How can we make every single moment of our lives shine? You know, it's, it's not going to be easy because there are going to be hard moments. There are going to be times when we're in fearful situations, where we're in not so great situations, where we're in, where we're in tragic situations, where we're in painful situations, where we want those moments to end. But I'll say this, that, that with the right practice and consistency and effort, if we could live in those moments even, we can make even those moments beautiful in the same way that a tragic piece of music might be beautiful as well, or a sad song might be beautiful as well. Hey, everyone, I hope you're enjoying this episode. If you've been listening for a while, you know how important community and mentorship is to living a life of abundance above your fears. If you want to connect with me, hear about new offerings, episodes, and strategies to live with conviction, courage, and clarity, then sign up for my newsletter now. It's a way to stay connected to me outside of social media and bring a little empowerment to your inbox and maybe a few dad jokes here and there. Sign up now at adamcliffordhill.com. Now back to the show. I want to share three simple things that we can do to keep ourselves, to, to, to have that discipline to keep ourselves in the moment and help every moment to shine. And the first one that I want to share with you is one we hear a lot. And you may just roll your eyes at this one because you hear it so much that, yeah, we need to practice gratitude. But that is it. Gratitude. If we want to live in the moment, we need to be grateful for certain things. And nothing can bring us back into the moment and out of a funk more than gratitude. And this is more, this is about more than just giving gratitude lip service, which is, you know, maybe a lot of what we hear today. Well, I'm grateful for sleeping in my bed. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for, you know, that's just giving it lip service and trying to think through words that want to come out of our mouths. But true gratitude comes from this idea that not only do we say it, not only do we verbalize what we're grateful for, but we sit with that moment for 15 to 20 seconds. 
And this is a valuable lesson I talked about a few weeks ago that I learned from my business coach, um, where he said that he learned studies that, uh, that about how we can shift our focus into the positive. And, uh, and, and all it takes is a sitting in a moment of gratitude or positivity for 15 to 20 seconds at a time. So when you have that moment of, all right, I'm grateful because it's a beautiful day outside. You sit in that moment, you feel the sunlight on your face, you feel the wind blowing through your hair, you feel the, the light as it kind of penetrates your eyelids and you just hear the sounds and, the, and that's it. You've just spent 15 seconds in gratitude. And you do that three times every morning. And that's just kind of the practice you have is, is bringing yourself back in the moment by actually feeling the gratitude, not just saying it, feeling it. So feeling the gratitude, that is, that is number one on how we can make every moment shine and live obsessively in the present. The second way to stay in the present is through another is through our biofeedback, through how we use our body and, spe- and specifically with our breath. Now we can, we can actually bring ourselves in the moment too by, by dancing around or exercising or doing something that is, that, that kind of is physical in nature. But the breathing I find is really powerful because if you can breathe intentionally and have a breathing exercise and count the seconds of each breath in, count the seconds of each breath out, not only are you working to relax yourself in the moment, but you're focusing on something that is absolutely free, something that we should feel grateful for, something that empowers us and gives us life, that life-bringing energy of breath. It's absolutely free to us. If you can't be grateful for that, I mean, that's, that's the starting point of gratitude. But that breath piece, if you can breathe in, and this is what I would suggest is you just simply... Breathe in for about four seconds, hold it at the top for maybe another two to four seconds, and then let it go for about seven or eight seconds. And then that just that rhythm of counting the breath in, doing that 10 times will bring you into the present. You can also use other forms of breathing techniques like uh, like the Wim Hof breathing, which also you know reinforce counting and things like that. But those kinds of things bring you to bring you to the present attention and 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 help you to stay present. They put you in that meditative state without having to like just sit quietly with your own thoughts. Um, this gives you something to focus on. It's like a totem to focus on is is your is your breath. And then the next thing, the the next way to make every moment shine is uh is to chunk down the big, big things that we need to do or the goals that we have or, or whatever that is down to the very, very next small step. And I call this usually like the 5% step, but this could even be like a 1% step right in front of you, depending on where you're at. But just the very, very next step. And you may be thinking to yourself, well, well isn't that the future, Adam? And I'm like, yeah, of course. Yeah. So we're getting into semantics here. But what I, but that very next step is the thing that you are going to be doing in the present. The present encompasses the immediate future of what we're what we're going to be doing, and so the very next thing that you're doing, whether it be uh, taking one uh, taking one step on your run, putting one foot into a shoe that is going to be a running shoe, 
that is how we get into the present. And literally just thinking of that next step as we do it, that puts us into the present moment, helps us to be obsessively present. And you find that when you do those things, this, this thing that is wildly uncomfortable that you might hate, meditation, which I hate, by the way, <laughs> um, becomes somewhat pleasurable because you're actually able to do that in an active way that keeps you in the present moment, gets you out of the future, gets you out of the past. And it gives you the time to actually do the very next thing, which is, which is important. And it even helps you to be, and when, when you practice these things, gratitude, breathing, and just that very, very next step, it puts you into a more positive, more, um, more attentive mindset, more self-aware mindset where you can start to do things in the present that help you to progress. Things like visualizing the future. And what I would say is that when you're visualizing the future or you're reflecting on the past, those are activities, if you're being intentional about them, if you're intentionally setting your mind on how to visualize into the future, uh, what you want to achieve and how you do it, you're actually living in the present. I know that sounds kind of counterintuitive because you're thinking about the future. You're actively thinking about that. But you're doing that for the benefit of today. You're actually doing that exercise of visualization as if it's happening in this moment. And it is giving you a point of reference to what you can achieve. Same with, uh, with reflecting on the past. You're reflecting on those past moments, those past wins, so that you can give that point of reference to this moment now on what to be grateful for, on what to be happy about. All of those, all of those points of references for the exercises that I've done have led me to this moment where I can be grateful that I'm the person that I am today. That's how you can live truly in the moment while also reflecting on the past and visualizing the future. So that instead of living in frustration about what we're not yet, about, about we're not where we want to be because where we are in the future doesn't reflect where we're at now, or, um, or we're not where we want to be, or we're overwhelmed by all of the things that we have to do, or we have all of this anxiety running around in our minds because of everything that needs to get done, Instead of all of that, we're allowing to make every moment shine. By focusing on the very next step, we're knocking certain things off of our to-do list. And we're making progress in the moment. Every moment will shine. Just like my cello teacher, Joanne Lundy, said, make every note shine. We have to make every moment shine. We can do that while visualizing in the future, while reflecting on the past, but living obsessively in the present and enjoying each moment. It's not a perfect thing because we will always fail at it. But that's okay because we can always bring ourselves back there. And so that is the last part that I want to share with you um, is that you don't need to get frustrated when you fail at living in the present because you can always bring yourself back there. So make every moment shine, my friends. Thank you for joining me today. We will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Flow Over Fear podcast. 
If you're enjoying this show, please do me a favor and hit the subscribe button. I will be so grateful if you do. And I'll look forward to bringing you more value in our next episode. I'll see you then.